Mike O'Connor, this year is the 30th anniversary of the memorable speech Jim Valvano delivered at the first ESPYs, 1993, when he was so sick with cancer. And the story of the speech is in many ways the story of his life, the story of this, this guy from Queens who won a national title as the basketball coach at NC State in 1983 and lost his life at the age of 47. But the speech itself, where does the story of the speech begin? In 1992, Jim Valvano is actually in Barcelona, Spain. And when we think 1992, I think about the Olympics there. But he was actually there calling a World League of American football game. Because he's in the locker room, and that's where you're your optimistic coach. You tell your team, hey, let's go get him. The new Rocky talk, we're going to win the World League. Then as soon as the team goes... And he's broadcasting for ESPN. So Jim's in Barcelona calling a World League of American football game, and he's... He's in some pain, and uh, he calls his wife Pam uh, back home, and tells her he, you know, he's feeling a lot of pain in his back, and he needs he needs to see a doctor. And that's not the kind of thing she was used to hearing from him. He was in Barcelona doing a game, and when he called one night, he said to me, "When I come home, I think we need to go to the doctor." And I said, "Go to the doctor? You you never go to the doctor." And he said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm having some pains, and I think I, you know, should go and just have a checkup." He wasn't a guy who would complain a lot about small things or a little bit of pain bothering him, so she knew it, it, it had to be serious. So at this point, Mike, Jim Valvano is 46 years old. He hasn't been sick a day in his life. He goes home and he gets the checkup. What did he find out? Well, he goes home, he gets he gets an MRI and nothing's quite conclusive, but the technician is is quite sure it's not looking good. And, and he comes out of the room and even though it's inconclusive, he comes out and he just gives a thumbs down to his wife, Pam. The imaging uh, technician said, I'm 90% sure you have cancer in your spine because it was all black. And then we got into the car and he just started screaming and he said, I just don't believe this is happening. As Jim undergoes further tests, it's uh, determined he's got adenocarcinoma, a type of cancer that starts in the glands that line the insides of the organs. At this time, 1992, uh, cancer is really feels to, to most of the world like a death sentence. And his daughter, Jamie, told us there wasn't much time. I actually was in the doctor's office when he said, you have less than 5% chance of living past a year. And so those were tough realities. In Jim's Espy speech, he said, what's important is knowing three things where you started, where you are, and where you're going to be. As we would learn a few months later and beyond, Jim Valvano had the answer to all three of those things. Jim Valvano had so many answers to so many questions. He figured out how to win a national championship in college basketball. He figured out how to shift from the hardwood to the broadcast booth. And most important, he figured out how he could make an impact on the world at large, even in the face of what could have been hopelessness. 30 years ago at the first ESPY Awards, a cancer-stricken Jimmy V inspired millions with words 
we still remember. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. So today, Mike O'Connor, the director of the new SC featured special, The Speech, takes us through the circumstances surrounding that foundational moment for ESPN and the fight against cancer. I'm Jeremy Schaap. It's Tuesday, July 11th. This is ESPN Daily. The NFL schedule drops this week, kiddos, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. So, Mike, it's late 1992. Jim Valvano and his family have just received this this devastating news. What else at this time is going on in the world of sports? Yeah, Jeremy, there's there's a a confluence of things that all kind of happen at once that that lead up to to Jim's speech. And um, ESPN happened to be at at the time where finding out Jim is sick. They're in the middle of planning the first ever ESPY awards, patterned after the MTV. Uh, music awards, hmm. um, trying to stake a claim there with the, the first sports award show on television. There was a press conference at the 21 Club in December of 1992 to announce it. Uh, Chris Berman was there. Dennis Miller was there as the host. Uh, Bill Murray was there. Robin Roberts was there. Our ESPN president, Steve Bornstein, was there. And of course, Arthur Ashe. Arthur Ashe, the legendary tennis player, pioneer, uh, the activist for racial progress. He was also dealing with a terminal at the time, what was a terminal diagnosis. What was going on with Arthur Ashe? On April 8th, 1992, it had become public knowledge that Arthur Ashe was fighting HIV, that he had contracted through a blood transfusion. And ESPN at that time, launching the ESPYs, had decided to give out an award called the Arthur Ashe Award for Courage. It just made sense at that time that Jim should be the first person to receive that Arthur Ashe Award for Courage. Unfortunately, Arthur Ashe does not make it to see this tremendous award given in his honor. Uh, Arthur passed away in February, just a month before the award, and would never see Jim receive that award and make this incredible speech. So now Arthur Ashe has died. And it's almost a year since Jim Valvano's cancer diagnosis, Mike. What's been going on with him? Jim Valvano's condition with his his battle with cancer has severely worsened. He's being treated at Duke Hospital by uh, Dr. Joe Moore, who became his doctor. And um, as the event approaches, Jim's continuing to work for ESPN and broadcasting as much as he can. But even executives like John Lack, they're starting to notice uh, right there as they're watching him on TV that the Jim's looking gaunt. He's not looking healthy. 
I was watching Jim on the air in my office in Bristol. And it was like heartbreaking. He was gaunt. He was tired. You know, he went through his chemo and then he'd come on the air hours later. I mean, he was struggling and it was obvious to me for the first time. With basketball season approaching that fall and writers, sports writers, basketball writers starting to ask, how's Jim? What's going on with Jim? So Jim Valvano decides to do a conference call in November. It's done on November 18th. Today's date is Wednesday, November 18th, 1992. This is an ESPN Jim Valvano conference. He begins to say things on that call that sound a lot what we hear months later in the speech. I want to get very much involved in helping other people uh, overcome and then also raise money. So that's what I'm going to devote myself to. He's starting to get that idea that he wants to help people. He wants to help people with cancer. If there's anything I can get done in in fundraising and cancer research, that's what I want to do. I, I want to get, those are the speeches I want to give. He's going to do whatever he can in his, his last months to, to make that happen. And this is really extraordinary, Mike, the way this is kind of crystallizing for him, knowing that his time is limited, how he wants to say goodbye and, and what he wants his legacy to be. It's a bit of an analogy with him being a coach. He, he does what a coach does. He, he gives the game plan for all of us and um, launches something that we could grab onto and build off of. You know, Jim, he wanted to make it about research. He discovers what it should be about himself um, at Duke Hospital, having a conversation with uh, a scientist who's actually working on Jim's own cancer to find a cure for that. Yeah, Mike, there's that moment in the film where Bob Valvano, Jim's younger brother, he's talking about that conversation that Jim has with a researcher, and it's, it's a kind of epiphany for Jim. He says, uh, it's funny you walk in right now. He said, why? He said, because I'm actually doing some experiments on this kind of cancer you have. Boy, I sure hope I can get it done by the end of the month. Jim was like a little startled. Like, what does that mean? You're trying to tell me, like, <laughs> we're up against the deadline for me? He said, the money runs out. He said, I'm out of here. He said, you're kidding. You're on the cusp of this great research. And he said, if you run out of money, you run out of money. And that's the moment when Jim Valvano realizes that you can have all these brilliant doctors, you can have all of these research centers, um, but if the money isn't flowing in, if the funding isn't there, the work stops and the hope dies. So again, Mike, you know, we're talking about this situation 30 years ago, and Jim Valvano is in one of the world's best treatment centers for cancer. He's in one of these leading hospitals down in Durham at Duke University. But what could they do for him at this point? At this point in Jim Valvano's treatment, even getting top care, there's not much they can do other than ease Jim's pain. But in terms of surviving this, uh, it's appearing at this point, you know, Jim has not got that long left to live. So considering, Mike, the condition that Jim was in, you know, what's going on in New York with this this big event, you know, the, the first time uh, they're having the SBs, the heart of the ceremony is the Arthur Ashe Award being presented to Jim Valvano. So how are they preparing in New York for this? 
Yeah, so ESPN in New York City at, at the theater, Madison Square Garden, Paramount Theater, they're, they're trying to get this first show on air, and it's a bit of mayhem. And Dick Vitale's there for rehearsals, and he's seeing that it's you know a really big deal. Celebrities are coming in, and the big part of the night is uh, supposed to be Jimmy V receiving the Arthur Ashe Award for Courage. So Dick uh, puts in a call to his buddy Jimmy V, went to the rehearsal, I was blown away by what the plans were by ESPN for that night. So I called him up and I said, Jimmy, Jimmy, how you doing, buddy? And uh, I said, hope you're looking forward to it, man. And he said, you think I'm worried about a, an event? Dick, I'm fighting for my life, man. I'm not going to see my, my kids graduate. I'm not going to see my kids get married. I'm not, and I'm going to worry about it. He started crying there. I said, Jimmy, you gotta come. Don't even think about it. You got to be there. He actually visits his doctor, Dr. Joseph O. Moore, at Duke Hospital that morning. And Dr. Moore is pretty much tells Jim, you cannot go to New York City. I saw him in the clinic that morning, and he was sick, and he said, I'm going to New York. <laughs> I said, Jim, I would advise against that. I don't think it's the right thing for you to do. But telling Jim no was not a very easy thing to get across. He gets on a plane with Coach K and his wife, Mickey. With Mike Krzyzewski, uh, of course, the Duke basketball coach. And they go way back with each other. Pam Valvano is with them as well. And the way I pictured it is a Duke charter plane, but as Coach K told me, they weren't doing that back then quite yet. So they're on a you know a regular passenger jet. They're in first class, and Jim is uh, quite ill. Pam has a bag for him, and he's he's uh, throwing up in that bag all the way there. We were in first class, and uh, Pam had this big gold bag. He said it's the vomit bag. When Jim gets sick, he throws up in, into that bag, and he did. He did. On the plane ride there, you know, he was, and throughout the day, he was really sick. But they get him to New York City somehow, and um, he's determined to get up on that stage. When we return, Jim Valvano gets up on that stage. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you people wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first one or for your fashionista mom who likes to make a statement, 
Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate with them both. You can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to, say, 100 bucks and below. You can also sort by category, like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Or even pre-wrapped gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So, what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. So, Mike, Jim Valvano has made it up to New York against doctor's orders. He's at Madison Square Garden in the Paramount Theater for the first SPs. But they still don't know if he's going to have the physical strength to get up on stage, to get up there to deliver his acceptance speech for the Arthur Ashe Courage Award. What happens? How does the evening unfold? We found the uh, the, the show report from that night. And, you know, the, there's a page in there that says two minutes for, for Jim Valvano. So there's not much expectation that he's going to do much more than get up there except maybe say something quick and, uh, you know, move on with the show. But, um, you know, he ends up going, uh, taking that two minutes and making it into about 11 and magical 11 minutes they were. I can't tell you what an honor it is to even be mentioned the same breath with an author, Ash. Um, this is something I certainly will, will treasure forever. And once Jim Valvano gets up there and, and begins his speech, you know, he's the Jimmy V that, that everyone knows, and he just, he just keeps rolling and going with it. So I don't have one of those things going with the cue cards, so I'm going to speak longer than anybody else has spoken tonight. That, that's the way it goes. It's remarkable how many of the lines have endured and how much of what he said, the sentiment, the words themselves, the emotions – you know, we can still feel them if, if you were someone who watched it live, if you were there, if you've seen it since then. To me, there are three things we all should do every day. We do this every day of our life. Number one is laugh. You should laugh every day. Number two is think. You should spend some time in thought. And number three is you should have your emotions moved to tears. Could be happiness or joy. But think about it. If you laugh, you think, and you cry, that's a full day. That's a heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, you're going to have something special. And one of the things that everybody remembers is how, you know, he's getting basically the hook, right? He's being signaled on the teleprompter to rap because he's going, he's, he's blown past two minutes, four minutes, six minutes, eight minutes. And that screen is flashing up there 30 seconds like I care about that screen right now, huh? I got, I got, I got tumors all over my body. I'm worried about some guy in the back going 30 seconds, huh? You got a lot. Hey, banana, buddy. You got a lot. <laughs> Did he have all of this prepared, at least on the back of an envelope or a napkin or something? You know, his family and friends say, you know, Jim never wrote down a speech, and they they don't recall ever seeing him even really rehearse it. Now, he had given 
many, many speeches. And he sort of had this this, uh, main part of a speech he would give, and then he would build off of that to whoever the audience might be that night. What's important in life is to think to me of three things, where you started, where you are, and where you're going to be. It's so important to know where you are. And I know where I am right now. How do you go from where you are to where you want to be? And I think you have to have an enthusiasm for life. You have to have a dream, a goal. You have to be willing to work for it. For people who really knew and loved Jim Valvano, seeing him up there at that moment with the stakes so high, what what did they see? Yeah, well, we, we talked with his middle daughter, Jamie, who was there that night with the rest of the family. And what she saw and what she felt was that Everything he was saying um, coming out from his heart that night was was his entire life just flowing out of him to that audience in that special moment. Every speech he'd ever given, every game he'd ever coached, every relationship he had formed, every joke he had ever delivered, it was all encapsulated in that moment. He was born to give that speech. Everyone I interviewed, um, so many that were there that night, they could sense in the moment that something special was happening in, in that theater. One of the people there that night working for ESPN in that, that time was uh, Robin Roberts. And Robin had a unique perspective because she was scheduled to speak next, right after Jim, and present the next award. And she's backstage kind of peeking out, just feeling something special happening. When he was brought up to speak, I was brought backstage because I was going to go on right after his speech. And so I'm there and have a vantage point like nobody else. I can see how weak he is. I can see him behind the podium and just knowing, just thinking, how is he doing this? How is he delivering the speech, I remember just being in awe of what was being said. Robin Roberts would go on to have her own battle with cancer, which she would she would uh, defeat. But that night, March 4th, 1993, she's part of the audience and experiencing it the way everyone else was that night. So Jim Valvano is delivering this inspirational message, but it's not only inspirational, there is a mission here as well that he articulates. When Jim Valvano gives this speech, he has a clear goal in mind. He wants to find a cure to defeat cancer. I can't thank ESPN enough for allowing this to happen, and I'm going to work as hard as I can, you know, for cancer research, and hopefully we'll be Maybe we'll have some cures and some breakthroughs. And I'd like to think I'm going to fight my brains out to be back here again next year for the Arthur Ashe recipient. I want to give it next year. For Jimmy V, it was always about focusing on research. That was his idea, even looking back to when the idea for V Foundation was even launched. Jim is the one who says it's got to be about research. We need your help. I need your help. We need money for research. It may not save my life. It may save my children's lives. It may save someone you love. 
and it's very important. And ESPN has been so kind to support me in this endeavor and allow me to announce tonight that with ESPN's support, which means what? Their, 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 their money and their dollars and they're helping me. We are starting the Jim, Jimmy V Foundation for Cancer Research. And then he delivered a closing line that captured everything we know about Jimmy V. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Every minute that I have left, I will thank God for the day and the moment I have. And if you see me, smile and maybe give me a hug, because that's important to me too. But try, if you can, to support, whether it's AIDS or the Cancer Foundation, so that, that someone else might survive, might prosper, and might actually be cured. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind, it cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul. And those three things are gonna carry on forever. I thank you and God bless you all. Now the speech is over, Mike, and he's got to get back to his seat. What is that like? Yeah, as Jim finishes the this, this speech, now he's got to make his way back to his family and his seat. And he needs the help of Coach K and Dick Vitale, his two close friends who get him there. As Jim settles back into his seat and he sits next to his wife, Pam, he asks her, did I do okay? When he came down the steps, he turned to me and he said, did I do okay? And I said, okay. I said, that was unbelievable. It's almost like he's the only person that doesn't realize how great a speech he's just given. Um, sadly, 55 days later, on April 28th, 1993, Jim Valvano passes away. And he was just 47. Uh, Mike, 30 years later, what is the legacy of the speech? The legacy of Jim's speech 30 years later is uh, all the people that he's helped by giving that speech and starting the V Foundation. Uh, one of the, the key lines in his speech is, uh, we need your help. I need your help. We need money for research. It may not save my life. It may save my children's lives. It may save someone you love. And for Jim, one of his brothers, Bob, survived cancer, largely because of research. His middle daughter, Jamie, is a cancer survivor and credits, you know, the research that came from V Foundation dating back to that speech for her uh, ability to survive. Jim's legacy lives on with the people who are cured from cancer, you know, every day. And as his doctor, Dr. Moore, tells us in the doc, Jim would be happy with all the progress, but he'd still be telling us to keep going um, to achieve his ultimate dream, which is to find a cure for cancer. Thirty years ago, um, if you got diagnosed with cancer, it, it was a death sentence. Now, because of all the research and all that's been done over those 30 years, in most cases, um, you get diagnosed with cancer, you have some hope. And, you know, there's, there's many statistics that show 
you know, how many, how many more people are, are living now and able to have, you know, great lives because of this. Having spent so much time working on this documentary and listening to the speech, I can't imagine how many times, and thinking about it, Mike, why does the speech continue to touch people? That question is one I asked pretty much everybody I interviewed for the doc. And um, the answer, why does it continue to touch people 30 years later? It's because we all know someone who's had cancer, who's survived cancer, or maybe know some people who we've lost to cancer. Cancer just touches all of us, so we're all connected to it. The battle against cancer has gotten far better in these 30 years, but it's still ongoing. Um, for me, my, my mother's a 14-year cancer survivor. So, you know, it just it touches us all. And that's, that's why Jimmy's words from that speech that night live forever until there's a full cure and then, and then beyond. Mike O'Connor, thank you so much for joining us, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And you can watch the speech, Mike's new hour-long SC featured documentary, Wednesday, July 12th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN, right before the ESPYs. It can also be seen on ESPN Plus, beginning immediately after it airs on July 12th on ESPN. To donate to the V Foundation, go to V.org. 100% of direct donations go to cancer research. I'm Jeremy Schaap. This has been ESPN Daily. We'll talk to you tomorrow.